Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports Sports Station, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And good morning, baseball fans. Welcome into Inside the Clubhouse this morning here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Alongside Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito in for David today. David is out in Las Vegas with Mully, a special Mully and Haw following this show. We'll tell you more about that in a second. Good morning, Bruce. And the Seesaw White Sox season continues. It, it does, Mike. Uh, it, it continues, and uh, um, uh, I hope you can hear me okay because I'm having we a little gotcha. trouble hearing you. Okay. Uh, r- right now, uh, it's it's been a up-and-down season, no doubt about it. And uh, from the perspective of last night's game, uh, it's uh, socks, doom, and gloom again. Uh, this important series with the Cleveland Guardians uh, started off in a very rough way. Looked good for a while with... Uh, Lance Lynn pitching a very good ball game against uh, Tristan McKenzie, who was superlative. But uh, the Cubs had the White Sox rather had him on the ropes early before he started to strike out everybody that was in a Chicago White Sox mm-hmm. uniform. Yeah, it, lots of storylines in this one last night. Uh, we will talk plenty of Cubs as well in a star-studded show for you. But we're going to stick with the Sox. Uh, at the moment, they uh, had a two-nothing lead after getting four hits in the first, but. A Yasmani Grandal double play with runners on the corners in the first got McKenzie out of that jam. And as you mentioned, a career high with 14 strikeouts through seven as he settled in last night. Some missed opportunities last night and then uh, some weirdness. And you mentioned Sox angst, you know, the, earlier this week, uh, listening to these very airwaves. Uh, uh, people, I think, were feeling the Sox had turned the corner after winning the first two against the Astros. Uh, and then the tight one on Wednesday, the not-so-tight one on Thursday, and then last night. And I, I feel, unfortunately, that Sox fans are right back down in the dumps today. 
Mike, uh, the theme of the show is, are the White Sox who they are? And again, it, it's, it's not the first time this subject has been broached. But, you know, we are so far into the season right now. There's 45 games left. And the expectations a couple of times has been, hey, the White Sox are hot now. It's their division to win. I, I, have, to, I have to stop that in my, my thought process um, because I, I've never thought because of the White Sox offensive woes this year that they were ever going to be able to dominate. I, I thought that when they got guys back healthy, especially Eloy uh, off of the IL, having been there for uh, so long, that um, this was going to be um, a better offensive team. But I never have felt, and I'd like to get your idea, and our call is at 312-644-6767, your thoughts on uh, where the White Sox offense has gone, and is there any confidence that it will come back? In my opinion, Mike, it's a pitching team right now. Mm-hmm. They they normally get a very well pitched game every single day or night. Uh, the exception, of course, was Lucas Giolito recently uh, not lasting very long against Houston the other day. But uh, this is a very good starting pitching team. This is a team that has a very good bullpen. The offense and the defense have been huge question marks, and I, I just. I think I started talking in early June, Mike, about the fact that I didn't think the offense was going to be able to dominate this year, that their defense, their base running, and the uh, the pitching was going to – that was going to have to get better, and the pitching was going to have to continue to to, uh, be the thing that carries the White Sox into being better than average. At this point in time, they are an average team, but I do not at this point necessarily feel – that they have the ability to separate themselves or get to, at this point, uh, catching Cleveland and Minnesota. I think they're as good as those two teams. I just don't think at this point in time you can say they necessarily have the ability to separate themselves. Again, 312-644-6767. Your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, our score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. I'm with you, Bruce. It's August 20th, right? We've been waiting for this offense all season. Uh, we've talked about it. They were mentioning the the Sox lack of the home run ball on the TV broadcast last night during the game. The Sox near the bottom of MLB in home runs with the lineup they've put together. It should not be the case, but really, when you look up and down the lineup, Anderson's hurt, Vaughn hits, and has been hitting, as does Abreu. Aloy has been hitting, although we have more on him with a a leg injury uh, to discuss. But outside of that, and Mancata has made some contributions recently, but overall, this team is disappointed offensively. They're not hitting the long ball. They're not hitting the long ball at home, which, as we know, is is a ballpark that the ball flies out of. And the pitching has been there. But this is just a team that's been so inconsistent throughout the season and, uh, you know, very frustrating, certainly for our our White Sox fans and certainly for those of us that follow baseball very closely. The the White Sox sitting today three and a half games out of first place behind the Guardians in the Central Division. And uh, as you said, Sox angst and uh, more Tony La Russa angst after another uh, intentional walk uh, like like one earlier this season with. With a, with a very pitcher-friendly count. 
Yeah, uh, that, that's a fact, uh, Mike. Um, why don't we uh, uh, talk a little bit about La Russa and uh, get to uh, his thoughts. Again, uh, it's the second time he's walked a hitter one and two. Uh, this time it was uh, Gonzalez. And uh, the fact that it worked out or not still has White Sox Nation um, talking about it. The fact is, Mike, it worked out just fine. Mm-hmm. I mean... They got the fly ball induced, but um, it, people uh, people just need to uh, vent, and it seems La is the place they go. So even though this didn't impact the game at all, uh, it appears that Tony's going to be the continued whipping boy for the White Sox uh, inept offense. So let's take a listen to Tony being asked about the fact that he, again, after a double steal, Walked at the Gonzalez with a one-two count, uh, uh, setting up uh, nothing more. The the inning had already gotten away. The left-hander was going to be uh, when he faced Miller. Anyway, when he got to Gonzalez, then. When they stole the base, there's an open base. So it's that one. So it worked. Right. Did we get the guy out? Yeah. So it worked. So there he is, uh, defending his decision. Uh, Diekman was pitching at the time in the in the seventh inning, and um, that was uh, a move that did help them. The, the, the runner on first stole second, opening the base. Larusa with a one and two count on him, then decided uh, to to put Gonzalez on base, and the next batter flied out. So they did get out of the inning. The uh, damage was stopped there, but certainly lots of uh, second guessing on that. The second time that uh, Tony has done that this season. Uh, it, it's it's been an. Inter- <laughs> It's been an interesting experience uh, here uh, with Tony LaRusso this season, Bruce. And uh, certainly um, this is a team that hasn't seemed to have found its way yet. And and I I wonder, and I know our fans think this, and we'd love to hear from you at 312-644-6767, uh, if, if LaRusso is not a part of that. Uh, you know, again, Mike, um, the the idea that this is LaRusso's fault I've been battling with uh, with um, David all year long on our show and other sure. uh, listeners sometimes, but you know the reality is is that uh, Larusa has very little to do with the offensive woes of the Chicago White Sox. It's just been a team up until recently that has had no left-handed hitting whatsoever to supply any pop. Mancada has supplied a lot of big hits here over the last ten days from the left side, which has been really important. Um, if you rem- remember that Sheets had a huge couple of yep. hits to help them win games. Uh, Grandal has just not been able to supply any power whatsoever. Uh, he's been hitting the ball a little bit better recently. But uh, it's a it's an, a team that doesn't have much balance. And against the better right-handed pitchers, you must have some left-handed hitting, and it just hasn't been there. But let's go to the phone lines, okay? Absolutely. Inside the clubhouse right here on 670 The Score. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito in for David Haw. Today, David is out in Las Vegas 
at the Circa Hotel and Sportsbook outside Swim Cabana number six. It'll be a special Mully and Haw right after this show, so definitely stick around for that. Uh, let's do get out to the phone lines before we tell you who our guests are for the show, a star-studded affair. Let's go out to Orlando, Bruce. Rusty is first up here on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Rusty. Hey, good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bruce. Um, yeah, I've I've stayed away from bashing La Russa for the most part, but uh, I would disagree with what Bruce said a little bit. No doubt it's on the players to perform, but – he does not have to put Grandal in the fifth and sixth hole. If you look at Grandal's stats, and last night going into the game, uh, I thought Sheets should have had the DH position or have been in the lineup simply because he, you know, coming off four hits, he's had some big hits in the last uh, 10 days to two weeks. Grandal has not really, um, but Tony felt he had a, hunch that Grandal is about to break out. Well, if you look at the stats that uh, Grandal has put up since he's been with the White Sox, if it continues the way it has been this year, he will have his lowest on-base percentage in his career. Uh, he was always a guy that walks. Now he looks, he's up there trying to, in key situations, looking for the walk, walk more than swinging the bat. I said a couple of weeks ago that this uh, season is the Godfather three of the trilogy of the 84, <laughs> 2006, and now 2022 uh, season. Uh, it, it's just so frustrating. Uh, I think Tony's been given, the, the fans have been on him, but he's been given too much of a pass. I, I would just point out that Louis Robert hasn't played in a week now. And we were told uh, maybe Monday, if not Monday, Tuesday, then we find out it's a cortisone shot. I think the most important thing, and it really hasn't been discussed, is they pinch ran Louis Robert this past week um, in a situation where, yeah, a pinch runner was needed, but you're talking about a guy who's key to the team, a guy that hurt his wrist sliding on a stolen base attempt. Don't get me going about the lost art of steals. And and he did two things. He, He risked further injury to Louis Robert and he reset the IL clock. Now, if Robert doesn't play today, we have Robert out and Eloy out. I mean, like uh, Desi Arnaz used to say, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. It's just, it's just a frustrating, frustrating situation. Thanks for listening guys. I feel better. Sure. No problem there, Mike, uh, or excuse me there, Rusty. Uh, glad to uh, have your contribution there. The The frustration yeah. is real. The frustration is real, Bruce, uh, with, with some of the, the ups and downs this season. After almost five months of baseball, the White Sox sit here 120 games in, two games above 500. They came off of a, a nice hot streak and two wins to start the Houston series and have now lost three straight. Momentum gained, momentum lost. Look, uh, Mike, again, uh, I I don't agree with LaRusse's all his moves. I don't uh, agree with David Ross's all of his moves. I don't even agree with Dusty Baker's uh, moves, who has the best team in the American League all the time. That's just a part of the game. Sure. To me, to me, Mike, it's the fun part of the game, okay? Because every good baseball fan puts himself in that dugout as the manager of the team. Every good baseball fan who cares about their team 
lives and dies with those moves. And if they don't work out and the players don't execute or the, they feel the wrong players in there, it's going to be on the manager. I think that's fine. That's great. It's a big part of the game. I'm not an apologist for any manager. I'm just telling you that uh, the roster construction of the White Sox here this year, okay, it's a, a fabulously uh, talented team individually. But without left-handed hitting, no team in baseball, okay, is going to function at full throttle against the good right-handed pitchers. I don't care who you are, what era that you played in from 1876 till now, left-handed hitting has been an essential part of winning baseball games uh, for any lineup uh, all the way through till 2022. And if you don't have it and they have had zero, I'm talking about zero pop, zero OPS from the right uh, left side, Forget about the OP part. The slugging part has been a zero from the yep. left side from the White Sox. If you want another opinion on it, ask Steve Stone sometime as he appears on the score three times a week. He will tell you the same thing. And again, am I blaming Rick Hahn and uh, Kenny Williams because they didn't add another left-hander? Yeah, you know what? They needed to add another left-handed bat at the trading deadline. Did they think they had enough going in with Mancata coming back healthy and Grandal having produced big time in the second part of 2021? Yeah, they did. And you know what? Uh, I, I didn't necessarily disagree. I, I, I thought that a, le- a left-handed bat fortification, uh, being able to sign Brantley was the key for the White Sox in the offseason. They weren't able to do that. He went back to Houston. He, he played there for a portion of the year. He got hurt. He's out now for the rest of the year. Fine. But all I'm saying to you is you cannot expect that offense to perform night in, night out against guys like McKenzie and that type of stuff without having some left-handed at-bats at that are going to be uh, important for you on a nightly basis. That's all I'm and, saying. And- and not to pick on Grandal, but it was his double play that ended that inning. The Sox had McKenzie on the ropes uh, in that first inning last night. Uh, we'll definitely continue to talk more about the White Sox inside the clubhouse, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We have a great show coming up for you. A huge uh, star-studded affair. We will talk uh, to Patrick Wisdom of your Chicago Cubs We will talk to Dylan Cease of your Chicago White Sox. We're excited to do both of those things. And the voice of the Cleveland Guardians, Tom Hamilton, will join us as well. Your calls will continue when we return uh, from this very short timeout. We'll continue to talk Sox. We'll talk Cubs. And then Patrick Wisdom of the Cubs, hopefully joining us at 940. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito in for David today. It's Inside the Clubhouse here on... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 670, the score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Naylor literally took off. Diekman never saw him, and he stole third base easily. And then on the drop, Jimenez decides to go to second. So now you walk him. On one and two. You apparently are walking in one and two, and now it looks like Jones is going to be called back, I believe. Uh, again, you're you're ahead of him one and two. Yep. Yep. And Jake Diekman is going to have it taken out of his hands for the time being. Highlight courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. The White Sox uh, lose in Cleveland last night, 5-2. to two. We've been talking about it. We've been uh, talking with you, the White Sox fan. We have plenty of Cubs talk as well. Patrick Wisdom will join us uh, later on this hour. We will talk Cubs as well. They have won four straight. The story of the morning, however, though, Bruce, uh, the White Sox lose uh, their third straight. They're now three and a half behind Cleveland. That, an intentional walk with a one and two count on a batter. It's the second time we've seen that this season. And uh, you heard uh, Stoney and right, Jason uh, there. I'm going to I'm going to interrupt you there because you're right. We heard them, but we also uh, need to inform people who didn't watch the game that uh, the strategy worked loading the bases. Diekman very upset coming out with the one and two count. The uh, uh, NBC Sports Chicago cameras caught him going into the dugout, very irritated that he was taken out with that. Yep. Uh, understood the competitor in him ahead in the count. But, uh, you know, this is consistent with what Tony La Russa says is the right thing to do after 
you know, we have to set it up properly by saying they were on first and second, and they stole second and third, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's when LaRusa put everything in motion, loaded the bases, brought in the right-hander, and uh, the fly-out uh, caused no further damage. So, again, is this uh, consistency that you don't like about LaRusa, that you don't think he understands uh, the essence of the game or knows how to manage any longer, or is it finding an area to vent, to vent your feelings because of the fact that the White Sox are so frustrating to watch at times and the ability for them to stay and win in close games is very difficult? Absolutely. I think it's a lot of all of those things. That's Bruce Levine. I'm Mike Esposito in for David Haw today. It's inside the clubhouse. Till 11, a special Mully and Haw after our show from the Circa Hotel and Sportsbook. They're outside Swim Cabana number six. They'll be broadcasting live starting at 11. So we'll look forward to that. Patrick Wisdom, Dylan Cease, and Tom Hamilton, the voice of the Guardians, all set to join us here. But right now we're talking to you, the Chicago baseball fan. Lots of thoughts on last night's action. Bruce, let's head out to Northbrook. Mike is up next on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Mike. I got on him. 25 minutes waiting, but listen to what I have to say that I'm interested in your comments. Something that's been going on for the last three years with this team, and it was shown last night. Take Anderson, take uh, Jimenez, and take Robert. Great, strong, young guys. Take Vaughn and take Abreu. Now, here's here's what's really, I mean, when you watch the games, it's very frustrating. You see Mm -hmm. Jimenez waltzing around the batter's box last night. And he gets hurt and goes out of the game. You see Anderson holding up on a swing two weeks ago, and the guy pulls something out in his, in, 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 in his finger. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that before. I've been following the game 50 years. I've never seen that. And then you got a guy like Abreu and a guy like Vaughn. If these things happen to them, you couldn't get them out of the game with a bulldozer. I mean, honestly, you guys watch these guys. I watch you guys like Mickey Mantle growing up. Other guys. You can't get – they want to play. These guys – if they're on the way to the washroom and they trip the wrong way, they're out for – they go on the – I mean, that's this, a, this is, those three guys ball. in particular, they, they never play a whole season. Okay, they're always getting Mike, little namby-pamby in. Mike, it's a great call. I want you to hear Chuck Garfine along with Ozzie Guillen on the postgame show last night on NBC Sports Chicago talking about uh, – the injury that occurred to Eloy Jimenez on a swing where he injured his right knee and had to come out of the game in minute at bat. Let's listen to Chuck go uh, on his way of explaining what he thinks that Eloy should have done in that moment. Chuck Garfine last night. Twists his knee. And if it's a bad injury, yeah, he should come out of the game. Come out of the game. Don't play. But then when Tony says he might play tomorrow, get in there and stay in the game. And What are you doing? Take a swing. Is your knee going to, like, shatter? Your team needs you. But the thing is – If you cannot stand, then leave the game. You said that right. Why? Because what I told you at the most was sitting next to me. I said, I hope this man is out for a year. Why? Because it's a big time injury. But when the man say, oh, you might be ready to not play tomorrow, but it's a day by day, you're like, well, it's not that bad then. I mean, everybody essentially is playing day by day in August. They're all dealing with stuff. Just to, like, 
He couldn't even try to play? Okay. Uh, where's the camera, please? Okay, right here. I never, ever, ever got to call you Chuck Jimenez again. <laughs> Your name's going to be Chuck Garfa. Wow. No more Chuck Jimenez. No more Chuck Jimenez. No. Because? You, because you don't need that last name because you're a tough man. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Chuck the- Garfine last night, along with Ozzie Guillen on the post-game show for NBC Sports Chicago. Chuck, uh, Chuck brought it hard on Eloy. Uh, again, we don't know the extent of Eloy's injury. Uh, we don't know today. Uh, interestingly enough, um, Mike, Ozzie, as a manager, had a rule. And that rule was, if you came out of a game with an injury, you would automatically not be allowed to play the next day. Okay? That was automatic for Ozzy. So Ozzy had his thought process of, okay, you can't stay in the game. You're not playing tomorrow. They, all the players knew that, and that was a consideration for them when they came out of baseball games. And it was incentive for Ozzy to say, if you're not hurt enough to, uh, if you're hurt enough to come out, you're not playing tomorrow. Keep that in mind. So that was a great, a great rule that Ozzy had, and it and it worked. Uh, again, we don't know the extent of Eloy's injury. We'll find out more today. But uh, uh, you know, again. Chuck and Ozzy uh, gave it to you uh, last night on uh, that show afterwards. No, and that's and that's you know the the post game that is Chuck who's covered baseball here forever and who knows the game and that's the I think the thing about this team is they're just so frustrating. You you had right. such high expectations. There there's a ton of talent on this team. Yeah, Mike. And then uh, it's. You- you got to be careful when you question people's injuries. I, you need I agree. to know the extent. Okay. Uh, again, is Eloy Jimenez one of the most injury prone players in baseball? He certainly is. He's had injuries every single year of his career that's kept him out of games. Uh, I watch him work hard every day uh, in the outfield. I watch him hard work hard in conditioning. The White Sox have done everything they can to support him and to keep him on the field. He's just an injury-prone guy. Uh, Rick Hahn took exception to that question by me earlier in the year. There's no getting around it. Uh, it's un- unfortunate, but true. Plenty more White Sox talk coming up here on Inside the Clubhouse. We're going to dive into the Cubs in our next segment as well. They beat the Brewers 8-7 yesterday, their fourth straight win. We're looking forward to speaking with Patrick Wisdom of the Cubs later on this hour. Next hour, Dylan Cease of the White Sox. Tom Hamilton, the radio voice of the Guardians, will join us. All that and more right here on Inside the Clubhouse. That's Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito in for David Haw today. David out in El, uh, Las Vegas, excuse me, Circa Hotel and Sportsbook. Special Mully and Haw coming on at 11 right after this program. So stick around for all of that right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Five shutout innings. Deep drive to right center. This ball's got a chance. Gone. Get out the tape measure for Fran Mil Reyes. Halfway up into the bleachers beyond the right center field fence. 
is 11th of the year, and the Cubs lead four to nothing. Franmil Reyes has been quite a find for the Chicago Cubs since being picked up off of waivers several weeks ago. You've got inside the clubhouse here in Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. Alongside Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito in for David Haw today. A special Molly and Haw live from Las Vegas follows this show at 11 from the Circa Hotel and Sportsbook outside Swim Cabana number six. If you'd like to uh, go join the guys if you're out there in Las Vegas. But Bruce, I, uh, you wait a minute. You just uh, gave me an image. But go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The Cubs. Uh, the Cubs played Molly in uh, speedos and and. <laughs> And, uh, you know, some some nice dress shoes, you know, by the pool, just getting ready, uh, sipping on a pina colada, ready to, to get going and do the show. Maybe after a tough night at the craps table, that is that is what we're going to get. Uh, but uh, the Cubs uh, playing some good ball of late. Franmil Reyes has been a big part of it. They've won four straight, uh, including a, a come from behind her yesterday, 8-7 over the Brewers. Yeah, I, you know, again, uh, the, the, the pop in the lineup, has dramatically changed the percentages of the Cubs having a chance to win. Uh, their pitching has been really pretty good all, all the way through, especially uh, since the All-Star break. It's been very good. Uh, run production for the Cubs and many, many other teams has been difficult. But the addition of Reyes and the, uh, the pop that, you know, uh, guys like Patrick Wisdom, who we expect to talk to in just a minute or so here, um, has made a difference in them going from two to three runs a game, occasionally four to five to seven, which gives uh, them the flexibility to uh, the bullpen to, to give up a run and still win a ball game. Yeah, no doubt about it, Bruce. Uh, the the Cubs uh, have gotten some pop. They had several home runs yesterday, including one from our next guest who Joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino on Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. The man who hit his 50th home run as a Chicago Cub yesterday, Patrick Wisdom, nice enough to give us some time on Inside the Clubhouse today. Patrick, uh, Mike, and Bruce, uh, Bruce here, starting off with you. First of all, congratulations on that home run, and also congratulations on home runs now being important again after taking a time off in Major League Baseball for a year and a half, as people said, we need more uh, contact in the game. We need more left field to right field. I'm sure you agree with that premise, but uh, all of a sudden, everybody's looking for home run hitters again. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Happy to be on the score with you guys and, uh, you know, talk some shop a little bit. Um, what, what are your thoughts about uh, the game and how it's evolved uh, hitting-wise from – from uh, power to contact back to some power thoughts, you know, by the Cubs uh, hierarchy moving forward, bringing in Reyes, uh, him being a part of the mix with you guys as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, the game is, you know, constantly evolving. You, It's a cat and mouse game between the pitchers and the hitters. And, you know, it used to be sinker ball guys. And, uh, you know, so hitters are hitting the ball on the ground. So we, you know, hitters adjusted trying to hit the ball in the air. And then, pitchers adjust and they're throwing you know high velocity forcings at the top of the zone and so now you're trying to hit the ball lower and you know it just goes back and forth and um i think you know that's just how the game is going to continue to go it's going to continue to evolve and i mean the ultimate goal is to score runs to win the ball game you have to score more than the other team um you know that's just the the simple fact of the game and so 
hitting home runs is a good way to score score runs, especially if guys are on base. It's uh, the ultimate. Absolutely. Patrick Wisdom, our guest here on Inside the Clubhouse. And Patrick, uh, you guys have been playing some good ball. You've won four in a row. And really, since the All-Star break, I mean, uh, the Cubs one of the better teams in baseball. Uh, what do you see as being uh, the, the one or two reasons why the uh, the team has performed so well since then? Yeah, you know, I'd say our pitching is, uh, has been doing really well. And, uh, you know, say we have a little blip uh, with them, the bullpen comes in and, and picks them up. And, uh, you know, I think that's the, the constant theme with us in, uh, in the locker room is just, you know, picking each other up. And, you know, one sole person is not bearing the weight of trying to win or lose the ball game. And it's just, you know, it's a team effort. It's, it's team offense, it's team pitching, team defense. So um, it kind of takes the pressure off you as an individual, just, you know, pulling for your teammates. Uh, looking for your teammates to do well, and just trusting that they're going to come through um, if you don't. Patrick, if you will, take us through that clubhouse and, and give us the vibe. Uh, a lot of people don't like to talk about uh, people being together in a good clubhouse on a team that has a losing record. But, uh, you know, when, when I walk through there on a daily basis, um, I see a lot of guys that are together. I see a lot of guys conversing. I see a lot of guys which is really refreshing in this day and age, available to talk about their game and what's going on with the Chicago Cubs. What are your thoughts about uh, the, the clubhouse vibe and uh, what's going on there as far as the continuity goes? Yeah, uh, very fun clubhouse. Uh, you know, I look forward to, to getting here every day just to be around the guys, to, uh, like you said, talk, converse about, you know, either the game before or um, the game that we have, you know, ahead of us and, um, you know, strategizing, you know, against the pitcher and maybe even addressing things that we could have done better in the game prior. And, you know, and then it's just talking about certain experiences through life, uh, whether it be family, um, you know, whatever the case may be. It's just a good group of guys to, to be around. And um, I'm sure every guy you'd ask in there would, they just love coming to the ballpark just to just to be around the guys. Maybe get there even a little earlier just so they can have that time to to um, hang out with you know their teammates and get to know each other. And you know, like you said, I think that builds camaraderie. It builds trust, um, and it leads you know onto the game. And um, sure, we may have a losing record, but that helps the atmosphere. You know, we're not all down and mopey and um, in our sorrows. It's we're positive, we're, we're having fun, um, we're learning, and, uh, you know, that leads to having a good time out on the field. Well, Patrick, to me, that's one of the, the nicest and coolest things about this club and how you guys have, have performed most recently is because there was all the trade deadline talk around the All-Star break and, you know, will this guy get traded or will that guy get traded, and then the moves that are made are made. But through all that, you guys are playing some of your best ball of the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, those are, you know, unique times and peculiar times. And, you know, I can only imagine what um, those guys were going through with the rumors and, you know, it's just, that's just gotta be a lot. Um, so yeah, we're happy the way it turned out and, um, you know, glad to have Hap and Contreras, you know, still with us in the lineup and they're, you know, they're huge parts of this team. And it was tough to see the guys get traded, you know, cause you're friends with them and um, you love playing alongside them. But, you know, that's the nature of the business, and um, we just we look to the next game and, you know, try to win. Uh, I, I, I've always known that playing Major League Baseball and being a Major League Baseball player is one of the hardest things to do and continue for a long time. And I just 
take an example of your friend and our friend uh, Frank Schwindel and the fact that uh, the, the miraculous uh, two months that he had last year and then injury from spring training on on uh, impacted his year this year and and looking at your career and uh, seeing how you persevered through many years in the minor leagues. Uh, I, I guess you don't need that reminder every day that uh, you have to be happy and motivated every single day to keep getting better and uh, to have good health on your side if you can because of the fact that it's such a difficult thing to attain and a difficult thing to be able to keep. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a hard game. It's hard to but I think, you know, perseverance, perspective, and just a good attitude all around, I think, uh, helps in all that. I mean, you know, we're, we're not promised tomorrow, so it's just a matter of taking advantage of, you know, what's right in front of you, This, you know, playing it one pitch at a time, and uh, just trusting in yourself, and, you know, good things will happen. Patrick, a few more minutes with you. We really appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, strange as it may seem for you uh, in this lineup uh, and on this roster, right? You're one of the elder statesmen. You're you're one of the veteran uh, leaders, and I know I, I I know that that carries some weight with it. But as you see all the young guys around you, I mean, is that is that something that you you're mindful of as you're you're there in the clubhouse, whether it's the young bullpen guys or the young position players coming up, um, is setting setting the tone for them. Yeah, uh, you know, showing them what it's like to be a professional, what it's like to be a Cub. Um, You know, guys like Happ and Contreras do that as well. And, uh, you know, we have some other veteran guys that, you know, take initiative and, um, you know, kind of herd the cattle, if you will, just making sure we're all, you know, doing the right thing when we need to be and, uh, you know, looking professional, being a professional both on and off the field because, you know, we represent the Cubs, but most importantly, you know, we represent the name on the back of our jerseys as well and, um, so it's, you know, it's, it's important and, um, you know, it's, it's important to, uh, teach those, teach the young guys, you know, what it's like to be a, a professional at this stage. Yeah. At this stage is right. Uh, my last one for you. And again, uh, Patrick, uh, we both uh, appreciate your time uh, today. Um, since Mike and I don't know what this feeling's like, what is it like? on a day game at Wrigley Field with 39,000 people there uh, to hit a home run and to run around the bases to that type of roar, regardless of where the Cubs are in the standing, regardless of where the game is at. What is that feeling like? Oh, man, it's amazing. It's hard hard to describe, but I'll do my best. Um, hmm. You know, like you, like you just said, like we, um, you know, and the standings wise, not doing too good, but this, you know, Wrigley is packed. We have 39,000. They're on their feet. They're cheering for us. Um, you know, they're just so faithful. And that, that's a huge part of, um, you know, us having fun out here and being able to compete and enjoy this moment. Um, but it's, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome to come through for your team, especially to put us ahead. Um, Cause like I was saying earlier, just that team aspect of pulling for each other. You can just see the joy of the whole entire team. Um, up and down the the dugout, the bullpen, uh, just everyone's, you know, pulling in the same direction, which is, uh, it's just, just an awesome feeling. And, you know, then ne- the next guy comes through, the next guy comes through. It's just, it's fun to, to pass the bat and, uh, you know, win in front of this, this packed Wrigley field. And the fans are always out here. So it's, it's amazing. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for being.
such a great pro, and uh, I've really enjoyed uh, becoming uh, uh, friends with you over the last two years. It's It's been a pleasure. Thanks again for joining us today, Patrick. Yeah, like, likewise, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. That's Patrick Wisdom of the Cubs. Big home run yesterday, his 22nd on the season as the Cubs won their fourth straight 8-7 eight and seven, eight to seven over the Brewers yesterday. 16 and 10 since the All-Star break, Bruce. So we'll, we'll talk some more Cubs later on in the show. And later this afternoon, 1245 for our pregame with Zach Zaidman, Marcus Stroman, Freddie Peralta, Game 2 of the Cubs and Brewers series. When we return, and next hour, I should say, we are hoping uh, to talk to Dylan Cease of the White Sox. We're looking forward to that. Coming up next, the voice of the Cleveland Guardians. Tom Hamilton will join us. We'll talk a little American League Central ball with Tom when we return. It's Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito in for David today here on Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.